1: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
2: Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 508 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday. April, uh, May 8th. It's May. Good God, this is off to a rollicking start. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Lockdown Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. Of course, the Lockdown Podcast Network is going strong. MLB shows for, I think, all 30 MLB teams right now. I think we're beginning to uh, fill out that roster if we're not all the way there full. Um, We've got the Locked On Fantasy Basketball show if you're playing daily fantasy throughout the playoffs. We've got Locked On NBA with David Locke and a bunch of other hosts from across the network chipping in there. No shortage of stuff for you to check out on the network. And if you find a show or a host that you want to support, please subscribe Rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Wherever it is you get your podcasts, is deeply appreciated. And also, if you're in the market for a new podcast app, check out Himalaya. It's new. It's great for personalizing your own podcast playlists. And if you're feeling like you want a new app to try your podcasts on, Himalaya is the one. All right. On today's show, you can probably sense from my uh, groggy-sounding voice and uh, general lack of direction... I'm pretty tired today, but there's no way I'm as tired as today's guest. It's Katie Heindel, back from vacation in the Far East. How is it going, Katie?
3: It's okay. I'm hanging in there. I'm
2: so tired. Uh, So you were in Japan and Hong Kong for like, what, 17 days? Is that how long you were gone?
3: Yeah, Yeah. about
2: that, sure. (laughs) And then you just come back and it's like, oh yeah, now you have to, you know... Do the nine to five work thing, right? Or I guess you have a bit of a different schedule, but still, I feel bad for it you. It was
3: like two uh, 14 hour days in a row.
2: Oh, hell yeah. So, like,
3: <laughs> why not? You two know?
2: days as long as the flight from the place you just came back from and are jet lagged as a result of.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. like I never stopped flying. <laughs>
2: uh well first of all how was your trip Katie we we missed you uh it was cool to sort of keep up with your your goings on the little that you were on social media while you were uh away it was like Katie Heindel vacation watch you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's very flattering that's very nice thank you the vacation watch part yeah um no it was it was amazing it's uh Japan's as cool as everybody says it is mm-hmm. it's a beautiful place um Hong Kong's just, like, super... I feel like it's really up there for me in terms of, like, dream cities. It's just, like, super wild and beautiful and, like, doesn't look like... It's, like, a future city, past city, like, jungle city. It doesn't look like anywhere else I've ever been. Mm -hmm. It was, like, 40 degrees and, like, 90% humidity. (laughs) It was, like, swimming, walking around. (laughs) But... uh, yeah so that that place was amazing and yeah like all of Japan like I, I went to so many places um, like was in Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, Hiroshima, Nagoya, Nara, a few others all over the place so it was cool but it was very weird to try and keep up with basketball because every being like 13 hours ahead the whole time mm-hmm. made it so confusing to even like I would, I would like if I ever like had a chance to get on Twitter or like just check news. It felt like I was just like diving into something that was already underway, <laughs> and I didn't have any reference points for anything, which was a little bit weird. Uh, and like not all bad in a way. Like mm. it didn't feel so bad to be removed from it, but I, I was kind of bummed because for quite a few games, uh, I'd be in transit.
2: Right. So the games where you weren't in transit, and like, did you get to watch any games while it, or was it just like purely like looking at the score app and getting like the scores that way? And if you did find places to watch games, please tell me about them.
3: I don't have the score app, so I don't do that. Okay. I don't have any sports app. The way I track this is maybe a little bit depressing. The way I track <laughs> uh, the score, or like if anything going on, if I'm not watching it. It's just opening a
2: safari window on my phone. Okay. Phone and Googling Raptors.
3: And then it brings up the Google ticker. <laughs> <laughs> and it tells you everything you need to know.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. I've, I've never uh, had to do that before. but Give
3: I, it a try. I,
2: I guess Everybody, it works.
3: <laughs> for free yourself from apps. <laughs> um, what did I watch? I did watch. I watched a game. I got to watch a game. In Osaka, uh, and it was like 8 a.m. I did like that a lot. Uh-huh. I was like, this is my time for a basketball game because <laughs> I was eating some snacks from the 7 Eleven, which in Japan, like, I'm sure you've heard this before, maybe you haven't, but the food is incredible. Yeah. But, like, in the convenience store, I mean, the food's incredible everywhere, but like, at 7 Eleven, at the other convenience store chains, you're just like getting the best food we do not have here as an option for very cheap. Uh, and so much of it. So many cool different kinds of things. So that was sweet to watch that game. I think it was a good game. They won that game. Maybe it was game four?
2: Against the no. Sixers? Or oh no, Orlando. it was
3: against Orlando. Okay. Wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> So that was a whole different series. So I got to watch that game, and I think, I think that was the only game away I got to watch in the Orlando series. And then I got to watch the very bad Sixers game.
2: Oh, that was yeah, that one sucked a lot. Uh... That
3: that was bad. I and I like made a point. I was getting that was at the end of the trip. And I was in Tokyo, and I was getting a bit of travel burnout, I feel like. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll just stay in this morning instead of like going out and trying to see as much as I can. And I'll watch the game. And then I felt really ripped off
2: <laughs>
3: for doing that.
2: I wish I was on a flight right now as opposed to this. Yeah. Uh, that but no, I, I didn't
3: find so. anywhere to watch. I was just like streaming it, right.
2: basically. right. Uh, well, that's very cool. I'm, uh, I'm glad you got to go and have that experience. That sounds like a dope ass trip. And, uh, I'm sorry that you're slumming it with me on the podcast now and not continuing your trip, but I appreciate you joining me, even (laughs) though you're, uh, as you said. It's good
3: to be back, but I felt out of the loop, you know? I did. I felt really out of the loop.
2: (laughs) As you said in the DMS, I, 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 I'm not sure if this has actually been put into practice. You said you didn't end up buying the pretzels. You said you were going to eat while laying on the floor, but I would have uh, I would have endorsed yeah. it. I would have been very Sorry, okay everybody. if that was your your podcast strategy.
3: <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's my like whole life energy right now. If that counts, I feel like that's all I want to be doing. So <laughs> I'm still there. I'm just not physically doing that right now.
2: Fair enough. Uh, so. This series, I, I know you feel like you've been out of the loop, but I don't know. I trust your ability to talk about the, the important stuff without having been in the loop. Uh, this is a weird series, man. It's, it's like hard to, like, especially feelings-wise. This is the feelings update, okay? Like, we yesterday did a podcast from the arena talking about the strategy parts of the game, and that was well and good, and I'm glad Keith Pompey joined me for that, but... The feelings are, like, high in this series. There's just a lot of juice to be uh, drunk, squeezed, I don't know, (laughs) from this series. And uh, I want to get some thoughts on a few different uh, feelings-related topics here, Katie. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that is ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard—multiple job site stacks, resumes, a confusing review process—but today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it, and that is ZipRecruiter.com. And we have a special URL set up: ZipRecruiter.com/lockedon. If you're a listener to this show, ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. If you're hiring for the LA Lakers, maybe you could use this uh, because, oh my God, it is a disaster right now. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. I think I spelled that right. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
2: All right, Katie. Let's get into the meat and bones of this series. Uh, Greg Monroe. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is playing in this series. We have talked about Greg Monroe quite a bit on this podcast. He's a favorite of yours. He's our uh, the, the activist who is most on the front of trying to get people to hydrate. Uh, I need to listen to him, by the way, right now. I feel terribly – I keep forgetting to drink water. It's a weird time of year. Where it's not quite hot enough to like have to drink water all the time. I'm busy, and then I like look up and it's eight o'clock, and I'm like, oh, I haven't drank any water today. Uh, Greg Monroe is not. Uh, I'm not listening to his sound advice. Um, but so this is a this is a weird series because Greg Monroe, his shortcomings are actively benefiting the Raptors. He had the one nice game I think in game two where he had like ten points and five boards, um, but other than that, he's been quite bad and it has very much helped the Raptors because typically uh game five notwithstanding the Raptors are extremely good with anyone but Joel Embiid on the court and they struggle when Embiid's on the court um and usually it's Monroe backing him up at this point and, and like last night he had the three from the corner that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen uh as the entire arena was aching him on to shoot and then he did it and then he like bricked it off the top of the backboard. Uh, it's been a bizarre Greg Monroe series Katie how have you been uh, absorbing all of it how do you feel about uh, the moose and, and and you know his role in the series the moose series? being loose the moose is extremely <laughs> loose
3: <laughs> uh, I'm so happy I <laughs> want to give a quick shout out to Sean Keane who while I was away was sending me incredible updates not about the Raptors only about Greg
4: Monroe
3: <laughs> he said in one I hope you're having a good trip, and that Philly playing Greg Monroe Big Minutes isn't stressing you out. And in another, Greg looked really happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So those are really important to get. Uh, Shout out to Sean Key, listen
2: to Round Ball Rock. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh,
3: no, Let, yeah, great guy, great podcast. Both of those guys. Uh, I am really happy for Greg Monroe. I didn't like the malicious slander that he got last night after just trying something because and I feel like he was very as much as I was like oh no and then with the reaction even more like oh no Greg stop (laughs) shrugging Uh, he shrugged for so long it looked like he it looked like it was like a malfunction you know and like something when it's just broken and it keeps doing the same thing over and over again (laughs) Uh, but I was happy when it, the series started And Greg was playing a lot And I, a part of me was like Maybe this is the time now he gets to have revenge On all the teams Who wronged him
2: mm-hmm. It is the second round of Greg Monroe He played. He's played for every team In the I think the only teams he's played for Outside of Detroit are the teams that are alive right now So that's
3: yeah, fun. And maybe in a way Could it be all Greg's Monroe t- Greg Monroe's touch? Maybe.
2: <laughs> or is he a four way sleeper agent who's working for each of the teams?
3: Also
2: that. Yeah. Uh, maybe he, that too. And perhaps One his like could have him. is it, perhaps his allegiances are being tested. The the Raptors are trying to mine information, but he's becoming to love his teammates with the Sixers. He's happy he's getting playing time. Um, really his main vendetta is against the dastardly Celtics, but he hasn't really had the opportunity to, uh, sort of get back at them. I, I feel like there's a fanfic to be written about Greg Monroe, the, the quadruple agent.
3: <laughs> oh, there's quite a few fanfics to be written about Greg Monroe. But, uh, no, I want to just think that I really, I really feel like, it, he got a lot of heat unnecessarily last night because... Who amongst us hasn't just tried something you knew you wouldn't be able to do, but you're just like caught up in a moment or you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to try it. Mm -hmm. And you just do it. And that's how he felt. And you got to trust your feelings sometimes. So, you know, more power to Greg Monroe. I don't care. He could shoot more corner threes until he hits them.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I think on the play – Ben Simmons was, like, trying to seal out for him and, like, sort of keep him with the open space to put the shot up. And I wonder if the fact that it was Ben Simmons, the guy who refuses to take threes, that inspired Greg Monroe to be like, You know what, Ben? I'm doing it. And maybe I can teach you, too.
3: (laughs) If you want to talk about, exactly, people who can't shoot, who should be talked about more, who is, it's like... It's like if someone's job, I'm trying, it's like if you were a dog catcher and then you just exclusively caught cats. Like Benson and not being able to shoot basketballs. Well, seems like a big deficit to his day job.
2: <laughs> oh my god, that is oh, that caught me off guard. <laughs>
3: But it's true. So it is play true. Off Greg Monroe, who actually, like, you know, has had a couple nice minutes, like some good shots this series, and is getting some shine. And, like, let's focus more on degrading Ben Simmons for the fact that he can't get baskets in the game of basketball.
2: <laughs> ben Simmons has been ass in this series. Like, absolute ass.
3: Like, he's more is he more annoying than usual? I feel like he is. I haven't really
2: found Ben Simmons to, being annoyed, to be annoying in this series because he hasn't really done anything. Like, he just... Will Lou had the whole thread today where he just took a bunch of possessions where, like, Simmons has been reduced to bringing the ball up the court, giving it to Jimmy Butler, and just going his stand in the dunker spot and not getting the ball. And that's all he's done. He has not been useful in any other way on offense. And so... I can't really be annoyed by a guy who's doing literally nothing. And I kind of... It's almost admirable to me the way that he's defended Kawhi, even though it's not working at all, and Kawhi's punking his ass every single game. Like, I, I at least respect him for kind of, like, being up to the challenge and not being scared of it, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, maybe he should no, apply that lack of fear to me. the offensive end. He, so, is the, he, do you find he's the most annoying sixer?
3: no he's not the most annoying he's one of them and I feel like this thing about Ben Simmons is I feel like he is going to do something stupid I feel like he if we want to talk about how weird and maybe emotional this series has been so far
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, I'm kind of surprised that I guess it's had some chippy moments
2: I mean you did hit Kyle involving in the balls
3: Ben Simmons yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um, pretty overtly chippy but if anyone was going to do something dumb to, like, escalate further, I feel like it would be Ben Simmons.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was the whole thing last year where he almost fought Kyle after a game in the regular season. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like him and Kyle, like, they don't like each other. you feel no. like that's, you know, an open... It's not a secret. Open secret? What a dumb yeah, saying I
2: don't know. <laughs> I wonder if... Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Lowry's disdain for Simmons sort of stems from the fact that Lowry probably really wanted to go play for Philly when he was a free agent, and Philly didn't want him because they had Ben Simmons and he was going to be their point guard, and they had no use for Kyle. It wouldn't have been a proper allocation of resources, and maybe Kyle feels jilted that way because he wanted to go play back in his hometown. Um,
3: I think you are really reading into it. I think he (laughs) probably doesn't like him because he's a poser who can't play basketball. (laughs)
2: You know what? I think you're probably right. Um, are these things like I don't know? Coming into the series, no. I was like, <laughs> "You don't know what I'm gonna ask, do you?" No, I don't
3: know. <laughs> Go ahead. Are
2: the Sixers likable? I don't uh, know if they are or not. They like This he...
3: is a big problem for me because there's quite a few Sixers that I like immensely. I uh, love even first and foremost and always Amir, and then yeah. Greg Monroe, and obviously, and then I really, I'm always gonna support and root for Jimmy Butler.
2: Right. Oh yeah, you're one of those people.
3: Yeah, I, I am. Yeah. And Boban, <laughs> of course.
2: The Boban so thing likeable. when when he came in to guard Kyle on the inbound. Did you see this? No. Oh my god, there was like a second left in the half uh in the first half in game 4 on Sunday. And the Raptors had an inbound and Kyle was doing it and they subbed in Boban. They were the only the one second of floor time he got in the entire game was just to stand and be enormous next to Kyle. It was great. And so like Kyle didn't get a good pass in and nothing really got happened out of it. And it was the only time Boban saw the floor, but it was it's definitely the largest Bobon's ever looked, and that's saying something. Because that dude is, seeing that dude in person is staggering. Like, you see basketball players all the time at the arena, and that's like, okay, that guy's tall. Uh, yeah, that, I get it. Uh, he's just like something else, and he's likable and fun. It seems he's just kind of bad and not really fit for the series. Um, you like Jimmy Butler, huh? Yeah, I know. I know this yeah, is I a thing. Like Jimmy. A lot has he annoyed you at all in this series with his play has he you know added to the amount that you like him and respect him what are your feelings on Jimmy's performance so far
3: I just love to see Jimmy moving around on the floor yeah. I I feel like it, I don't know maybe this is the wrong podcast I should go on the other lockdown podcast to <laughs> say this but I don't like it when Jimmy kind of seems to disappear from the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather he was more front and center, but that would be very, very bad for the Raptors. So it's fine.
2: I kind of disagree in because when he is it, like does when he does have the ball in his hands, which they've done a lot more, and I kind of respect Jimmy for being like, "All right, Ben, like you're not doing shit, so let me run the offense." Like. I don't mind him taking a bunch of shots because usually that means, like, Simmons is hanging out in the corner and he's easy to help off of and stuff like that and, like, you don't have to worry about Simmons at all. And, like, his cowardice sort of, like, cuts off a big part of the team. And, (laughs) you know, and Butler's having a nice series and he's, like, I think been, by a pretty wide margin, the best sixer. And I, I mean, he grates on me, but... I think I've, I've respected his game in this series. I haven't had much of a problem with him. I think he's done a pretty admirable job trying to carry along a team that is just full of cowards and people who are sick all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so cowards,
3: <laughs> sickly people. <laughs> um, no, like this is what this series. Like I think if you're watching this series, then you don't have moments where you're just like watching Jimmy Butler play basketball and being like, wow, yeah, like, he's so good. He's so good, and like it's kind of a treat to watch him, I mean, I'm very nervous, but it's kind of a treat to watch him play the Raptors mm-hmm. and like be this close to me. <laughs> 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 First, I've just sustained him out of games in a row. I think it's like, I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I like I like Jimmy a lot. Wherever Jimmy goes next, that's the right choice for Jimmy. That's always my thinking. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of the team, Everybody sucks. Everybody's annoying. Embiid, though, I will say, Embiid to me, uh, I don't think I'm not on the camp that like hates him.
2: No, but I'm Embiid's also cool. Not,
3: like, yeah, he's a cool guy, and I think he's pretty funny. But I think for this, I need to remain like for this series rather uh, with Embiid, I need to remain completely apathetic.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I, I have a hard time having an opinion on him in this series because he's been so sick and, like, I don't... It's Like, all, like, the... Just, like, the loud mouths being, like, oh, he's soft, bro. You gotta stand your man up and have a uh, cough syrup. And it's like, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've had a man cold before. I am I'm, I'm one to milk a cold and make it probably worse than it is. But, like... I don't think that's what Joel Embiid is doing. I think he is, like, actively, A, on, like, a bum knee and is dealing with something pretty rough here. And I, and Brett Brown kind of, I thought, said what I was thinking last night and that, like, yeah, maybe the the Sixers are, like, not benefiting from him being on the floor because he is so sickly, but you have to give him a ton of credit for just, like, gutting it out. He's, like, not sleeping. He's been on IVs, and I don't know how it's his fault. I guess maybe, like, there's some talk that he doesn't, like, take proper care of himself or eat right, but, like, I don't think that really has any bearing on, like, getting sick once in a while. Um,
3: People said that. I haven't seen that. Yeah.
2: Like, I mean, Sixers fans are like freaking the hell out about like everything. It's just
3: like (laughs) generally so weird to me. And that was a thing like when Ben Simmons was like out in Toronto one night, like this weird infantilization of grown men. Yeah. By fans is so stupid and like really dumb. And it's like really gross in a way because they're not beholden to you. They're also, like, responsible for their jobs. They've done it for a long time. I think they know how to do it by now. Yeah. And what works for them is going to be what is, like, maybe what doesn't work across the board for all players. Uh, and I just think when you start to get into that, like, as a fan or someone who's removed from, like, not even, like, the life of that player, but, like, the the coaching staff around them, whatever people that are responsible for that kind of stuff, when you start to talk about, like, what people are eating, yeah, it's very weird like it's super gross like think about doing that with like your co-workers
2: yeah <laughs> like like judging you'd
3: go to you'd have to go to the hr department yeah
2: like judging Someone your co-worker because you. they had popeyes for lunch um yeah
3: know. you'd be that guy yeah. and that all those people doing that are that guy and i think yeah. you it's like i don't know frankly it's none of your business what jimmy i mean what joan beat i'm still on jimmy him too <laughs> what he eats for lunch
2: yeah, and like, honestly, I think if there's any blame to be like, laid anywhere, it's probably just like at the feet of the Sixers, who are like, very negligent with how they take care of their players, and uh-huh. I think if there's like, I, it's all, it, I I kind of just feel like he's just sick at a random time, that it is inconvenient, and that is it.
3: Yeah, so but like, like, don't you also think yeah. he feels like shit about that? Exactly. Like he's the kind of player that's like, that's he's he's playing the way he is now because he's so sick. He's trying to play extra hard and like it's obviously making him sicker.
2: Yeah, he's and he's not like injecting himself with the flu. Like he's he's just he's sick. It sucks and I feel bad for him and I feel bad to an extent for Sixers fans. Um but like he's just it's just what it is. It doesn't have to be like some like indictment of his character that he's A sick and B like not gutting through it to like have thirty-five and fifteen every night, like, is hard. It feels really gross that people are that like. Like, I I tend to enjoy like Shaq and Charles and Kenny and stuff and their work, but like with some things like this, they just like, they kind of lack a sensitive touch and uh, they are kind of talking out of their asses with stuff like this. Yeah,
3: then you just gotta be like, relax, old guys. Like, yeah,
2: you never called in sick, hung over, Charles <laughs> <yeah>. Barkley, <laughs> like. Come yeah, the fuck and on, like dude. think
3: of if you want to talk about like the way they took care of themselves in that era of basketball.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, probably not their era, but before that, it was like the cocaine era. Like, you think there were some guys like who like were not coked up for games and stuff? Like, come even on. their like, era,
3: I'm sure they were like smoking cigs, drinking, <laughs> probably not sleeping.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean. The whole thing about Charles Barkley at, like, the the Olympics in Barcelona was, like, that dude didn't sleep the whole time. He just was drunk the whole time. And I guess he performed, but he was also playing on the Dream Team. So, like, congrats, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. If, If there is any blame to be had, I think it's on the Sixers for just, like, their mismanagement of their people in general. And, like, I know I get sick when I'm worn down and overworked. And maybe that's what's happened with, with Joel Embiid, who was playing like 40 minutes a game in the regular season until he got hurt and everything. So, if there's anything, yeah, it's probably there. 100%.
3: That. We're like pretty deep into the playoffs. And if you think about it, we're not really even that far in. But it feels like we are. So, like, imagine and that we're just watching yeah. on like cou- couches or like at bars.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, think about what it's like to play that many games.
2: So, based on how we've. Discuss the Sixers. I'm guessing this isn't a situation where, in the event that they do move on, which I don't think they're going to, I kind of have an inkling it's going to end in six tomorrow, but if they do move on, have they earned your migrated fandom in the event that they are the team that moves to the Eastern Conference Finals from this series? Like, will you be rooting for them against the Bucks? probably? Uh, as Kyrie Irving shoots himself out of Boston right now, uh, as we speak. Uh, (laughs) um, Like, will you be rooting for the Bucks? Will you just, like, not care? Um, Have the Sixers had any sort of likable quality to them that makes you at least a little bit, you know, amenable to the idea of hoping that they win if their actors are out? No, I think if
3: if it came to that, I don't know why we're even talking about this. This feels a bit Jinxy (laughs) the night before the game Uh, but no I like I prefer the Bucks over the Sixers in that instance in terms of like the team I'd want to see advance Um, I like again I like elements of the Sixers I like some pretty beautiful shining kindly elements of the Sixers (laughs) but the rest of the team like JJ Reddick sucks he's so annoying
2: oh my god
3: Mike got so annoying. I hate... I don't like Brett Brown. I feel like he's so snarky and weird and so tan. Like, I don't know why he's so tan.
2: I think he's just red.
3: No, he has, like, a deep boot tan. Like, he... I don't know why he looks that way.
2: He looks like and a blundstone.
3: And and, like, shocked. He's just... He would be an annoying man in real life to hang out with.
2: Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah.
3: So, no, for between those those two teams, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hear for the Sixers, and I'm not now.
2: Yeah. JJ Reddick, my God, what an odious person to watch play basketball. I was.
3: It's, it's, it's the guy from Maroon 5.
2: <laughs> I was so happy last night when the Raptors were, like, just decided, like, oh, We've re- we've just realized that JJ Reddick sucks ass at defense. Let's just attack him over and over and over again until he cries. And uh, they did that, and it was extremely satisfying.
3: <laughs> he's looking like a wet sponge. He's not looking <laughs> so good.
2: It's just that uh, he's gonna. Ret- not he doesn't even have the best podcast among players in the series. That's come on, dude.
3: Oh, I guess he won't have me on his podcast now. I forgot he had a podcast. <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't think he has people. I think he just has uh, friends from the Clippers and uh, watch salesmen on his podcast. If I if I'm correct. Sucks. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a four fifty-five meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point, point. and it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
1: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: We've
2: uh, got a little while here, but let's quickly flip over to the Raptor side of things in this series.
1: Yes, Um,
3: the team we do care about.
2: Yes, uh, (laughs) we've been tracking your relationship with the idea of Nick Nurse. All season long. Me Me and, me and the general uh, listenership of the podcast who uh, like to follow okay. along with Katie's feelings. Um, Nick Nurse has been a, a point of contention. F- not just for you, but for a lot of people this season. And in particular, in the first few games of this playoff series, I think he's done a pretty uh-huh. good job the last couple of games. Made some nice adjustments. It is kind of just like letting the team be and not trying to Nick Nurse it up too much. And I think it's been good. Uh, But where are you at? Do you like Nick Nurse yet? Has he done anything to uh, endear himself to you? Did you like Nick Nurse Face? Um, How are you feeling about Nurse?
3: I hated Nick Nurse Face and that was during the game that I did see uh, while I was away and I was like, fuck, this is going to really go on for a long time, isn't it? And it did. (laughs) so yeah and I also that like Nick Nurse's face is what is a, like a pretty good dissemination of like why I don't like Nick Nurse because I mean he's always like it's a bit like that Greg Monroe reaction shrugging for so long mm. after the moment has passed I think there's sometimes when Nick Nurse does stuff like that especially in a game that wasn't going well where like dude did you forget you're the coach <laughs> Like, I get being relatable and, like, having a personality. I obviously think that's important. And I like players and coaches for those qualities. But there's sometimes when you just want someone who's not going to mess around all the time and just, like, take it seriously in the moment. And the times I've had a problem with him throughout the season is when he does stuff like that or when he seems perplexed or, like... Weirdly perplexed, the team is doing well. Sometimes he was like, he'd be like, "Oh, I, I don't know how this happened." It's like, aren't you coaching them into this? It's I guess not. So that kind of stuff always made me pretty wary, especially pre playoffs. And there, this series was like not good, and I did feel a bit of uh, a redemptive arc for myself because I was like peddly <laughs> when I saw other people being like. What the fuck? Like Nick Nurse isn't good. Isn't a good coach or isn't coaching well. Mm-hmm. I was like, finally, like I'm not the crazy one.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it would be hard. Like all that said, it would be really hard to dislike him as strongly after last night's game.
4: Yeah, last night was uh,
3: great. Yeah, it was a beautiful, nice game. <laughs> 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 It was like one of those games where you're like, "Oh, it's nice to just have fun." Like basketball can just be fun. Remember?
2: Yeah, that juxtaposed next to game 4 where I did not have fun watching that game. Until Kawhi hit that 3, I did not have a lick of fun watching oh. that game. I was miserable. My girlfriend was sitting on the couch just like watching me just like melt down into a puddle. <laughs> it was like embarrassing and it was really nice just being able to like laugh and it's, it's oh it's real it was fun. They kind of sit all the blogger types who uh, sometimes throw impartiality out the window at, at the games together. Some sit next to like Dan Reynolds and Joey Cash and Will Lou and like it's it, that's a really fun environment where we're not supposed to cheer, so we don't really cheer. We just kind of look at each other and cackle when nice things happen. And that was a really cool environment to see that game last night In that with, like, you know, just all of the nice things that happened. Danny Green, we were sitting a, a couple seats away from Harrison Sanford, who does the Inside the Green Room podcast with Danny Green. He was having a great time watching Danny. Um, it was just a, it was a really fun environment, and there was no stress. There were no just, like, feelings of existential dread. It was just like, yeah, they're beating the piss out of this team that they're better than, and it's nice. Yeah. Um,
3: do you know where I was watching that game? Uh, at the art gallery? Alone in an art museum, screaming.
2: <laughs> Were you on the floor with pretzels?
3: Mm, I was eating popcorn. Okay. Close.
2: Pretzels or popcorn? So, if you had the choice between pretzels and popcorn, what's I'm the choice? I'm usually
3: going to go with popcorn, so pretzels are just a very specific thing I just think about sometimes, Fair like enough. now.
2: Sorry, carry, um, carry on with no. your game-watching experience.
3: <laughs> no, that was it. That's it. That's, probably, that's what I did, and it felt nice.
2: <laughs> did, did anyone, like, look at you? <laughs>
3: like, no, was, I was truly alone.
2: Okay, well, that's good. I
3: was alone. <laughs>
2: um, that's, I don't know if people, I've been like... I've told
3: there's ghosts in the building, but uh, so maybe they were around.
2: The ghosts but of also... Ben Simmons' jump shot, yeah. Yeah,
3: maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um oh yeah, Nick Nurse. But he you know, that was like a good game and I think he made the correct adjustments from the last like few terrible games, and if he hadn't, then I think it really would have like cinched something. Because I don't I don't think like it's a stretch to say Nick Nurse's job is potentially off the line depending on how the team fares during these playoffs.
2: I would agree if the Raptors weren't like a stable patient front office. You know what I mean? Like, they're not the sons. They're not going to be like, all right, this didn't work, fire them. Um, And I think, in fairness to Nurse, like, first year on the job and he's kind of given this, like, insane set of stakes to deal with. And I, I can understand sort of how difficult it must be to sort of go through the growing pains of being a coach with all of that sort of there. Um... And so, at the same time, it's, like, the best situation a coach has ever had in his first year. He's got Kawhi goddamn Leonard on his team. And, yeah, like I yeah. was going
3: to say, the counterpoint to that is, like, you're being, you, you were handed, like, the keys to this, like, I don't know. I can't make a race car analogy right now. I don't he's
2: already made the, he's cars. already, he said that, he said he's got the keys to the Lamborghini. He's already made that joke. Oh, I was going to be, reference. like,
3: the type of car, like an F1
2: oh. c- fr- car. Uh, type of car used in F1 I don't know anything about cars
3: he's got a really long and fast car and <laughs> he could just win so I think like his job in a way well, yes, it can be difficult. When you look at this team, even when you have like a star like Hawaii Leonard, you have like great personalities, nobody's clashing, so it's not like you were you handed a team of like stars who hate each other and mm-hmm. you have to like mitigate their relationships. It's like a team that works really well together and you've just gotta like gently steer it. Yeah. So, you know, that's my counterpoint to to your that's argument. Right. But Kawhi
2: has to be the easiest dude in the world to coach, like the easiest superstar to coach.
3: Yeah. You're and I like, think, yeah. like, whichever way you look at it, there is pressure on Nurse also, uh, if he stays or if he goes, right? Even though he probably in the final decision factors very little, because he's probably at this point done most of what he can throughout the year. Yeah. Um, but that will... I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that it should affect... I like that shouldn't reflect on Nurse, but it's going to, you know?
2: Yeah. Fair enough. We'll see. I, uh... I was kind of teetering on being out on Nick Nurse, and then I was like, I kind of came back to earth. I was like, Oh yeah, coaches don't matter all that much, and they have Kawhi Leonard, and that overcomes coaching sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I think
3: they do matter, and I think they will matter in the next series. Like if we're talking Raptors Bucks, yeah, and we know how like they fared against that, and like you know, I was also against. Boldenhoser, but I think he has shown to be a pretty adept coach.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, with a very uh, good situation like, that it was hard to screw up unless you're Jason Kidd.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna maybe have a job again? Oh like, my god.
2: On. Like, fuck off. <laughs>
3: like. Uh, yeah, it's like, you. I don't know if it's just like league wide for front offices. Then they're like, oh, yeah, Jason Kidd, let's give this wild card a shot.
2: Yeah. Like, not don't you only...
3: remember? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> he's, he was both a horrible coach and a domestic abuser. He's the best. Let's hire him. Like, what
3: the fuck? Yeah. Bad player, worst coach, domestic abuser, terrible man, but he's, like, getting jobs. Yeah. Getting job offers, anyway.
2: The Lakers. Holy God. What a...
3: Yeah.
2: God, that's your show. <laughs>
3: uh, um. Anyway, yeah. I'm I'm like I'm cautiously optimistic. for nurse i I'll say like mm-hmm. to to for all the people on the edge of their seats,
2: to
3: know <laughs> where I'm at with what I think about Nick Nurse.
2: Fair enough. Uh, let's wrap talking a little bit about Kawhi. He, uh, oh. boy, he's real good. <laughs> it's it's extremely nice to have him on the Raptors. Uh. Also, I don't know, I just, his personality really jives with me, man. He's, like, he wore the fun guy t-shirt today. He, and I know that's a New Balance creation, but, like, it all goes through Kawhi as a person. That's all based off of him. Um, he's extremely good. He seems like he's gelling with the team. They were joking yesterday after he elbowed Serge in the head and opened him up for three stitches. How he was going to pay for his plastic surgery. It's a it's a way looser vibe surrounding Kawhi than I would have expected at this point in the season, with so much riding on the se- uh, like on the, the the team and the results and everything. Even though no one's ever actually said in, in, on Kawhi's side like, "Oh, we're out if the Raptors don't get past the second round." Like It just seems like everyone's just kind of inferred that, so it's kind of added these maybe artificial stakes to everything, even though we don't know what the hell's going on in his head. Um, But I I just feel so at ease about it all. It's just really, really nice to enjoy in the moment. He's ridiculous and fun, and his personality is delightful. How are you feeling about Kawhi? Uh,
3: I feel all those things, and I also think that it's like a different kind of style of player than the Raptors have ever had in a playoff situation like he's so not scared (laughs) yeah he's like the most casual and extremely good and when he is good he's just like "Hmm." player that this team's ever had like going into a postseason and then doesn't ever get flustered like pretty unflappable only looked a bit flapped when he was like carrying the whole team for a few games which like you know that's pretty understandable yeah Uh, But he, he, it's, again, it's just, like, it's so soothing to watch. And I think I said this, like, when we were talking about how it was to watch him during the regular season. It's just, like, everything he does is so fluid and easy that it seems so slow. And it's this kind of, like, it slows the entire game down and the experience of watching the game down that I think it's a pretty good bomb for Raptors fans. Mm -hmm. To have him as like this kind of anchor, also maybe like metronomic, it can really like slow your breathing down, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but it's just like he, and I think a new, I think a, I wasn't really sure, and maybe because I, the Spurs were sort of, and when he played there, it was like a different kind of organization, and I think, the way they switch gears is much different than the Raptors have, like pre to postseason. But he really has completely. Gone up a level mm-hmm. from where you didn't even think you could to being in the playoffs.
2: He's like literally having a Michael Jordan level playoffs. It's ridiculous. But
3: in his head, oh, it's not like some crazy like switch flip and there's like fire and pyrotechnics and he's like, <laughs> hell yeah, he, let's do this. He's just like, okay,
2: yeah. It's like oh, <laughs> it is May now. I will. I will get buckets. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, and, like, do everything else. I don't know. It's just, like, the amount of, like, movement from him even on, on the floor. Like, mm-hmm. did he dunk this much in the regular season? I don't think so. Not
2: really, no. Yeah. He really does and, seem like he's, like, looking to snatch lives a little bit more often. Like, he oh, was... I love it. Yeah, he was always, like, the end of the first half, the first dunk he had yesterday, like, he was never not dunking that ball. Like, he just yeah. grabbed James Ennis' arm and was like, nope. I am dunking this on you, and it was ridiculous. Oh.
3: And he never really reacts like. I mean, I don't like. I like equally love when players like do their dances and their uh, like taunts after doing like, some kind of crazy dunk or crazy move of any kind. But Kawhi doesn't really do that. I think the only time he did that was when he hit that like game winner, mm-hmm. and like Embiid like crumpled before his eyes. He had a little bit of a little motion.
2: A little smile on his face. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, have you seen the uh, like the thing where he's sort of like, uh-oh, Giannis looks like he hurt himself. That's not good. Uh, please be okay, Giannis. Anyway, no one's going to care about this. It's live. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, no. I'm
3: going to look now. Ooh, that
2: looks painful. Uh, it looks like he's hurt his ankle. That's bad. Jason Tatum. Doing nothing good for anybody. Uh, Loser a potato. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: but yes, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah his his Kawhi. his entire demeanor is. I, I I love it. Did you get to see his post game after he had the thirty nine points in game four, and they were asking like, "How do you do this without even breaking mm. a sweat?" And he was like, "No, no, I'm sweating." <laughs> That's not fair no, to the Sixers. I'm sweating.
3: <laughs> I didn't see that unfortunately. Oh, it's damn!
2: So, it's, yeah. And I'm sure it's, you can just find it on uh, YouTube or whatever for postgame <laughs> but stuff. But of
3: course, he would say that he's like, no, like yeah. this is a fact. I
2: am, I am moist.
3: <laughs> I have sweated.
2: Yeah, there is some perspiration. Uh, the Sixers <laughs> are doing a fine job of creating said per- perspiration. I
3: want to know who his most annoyed sexer is. I want to know who that Mm. who that is. We'll never know,
2: but yeah, I don't think it's Butler because he's kind of punked Butler on both ends of the floor whenever they've come. I think that's part of the reason why I'm enjoying Butler a little more in this series than I typically would is because I kind of always know that when he's going off, they're just switching Kawhi onto him away from it, kind of going away.
3: Um, yeah who has this like black hole energy he just like takes everything you're putting on him and negates it
2: he was in extreme rip the ball out of people's hands mode last night like full on the shit he used to do to Andrew Wiggins every time they'd play (laughs) like the single biggest reason why I stopped thinking Andrew Wiggins was good was because of how often he just got stolen from his hands like a lollipop by Kawhi (laughs) and he was doing that last night it was awesome he's god He's delight.
3: Yeah, I like to see him in this in this mode, and I hope it continues, and I think it will. But Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It's a it's like a treat. It's really cool. I think it's to to even just like look at it in clearly the most basic way that I just did. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like yeah, it just feels really special, and I think whatever happens during the off season uh, that. It's cool we got to see this yeah. guy.
2: We're always going to have like had this. this. We're always. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're never not going to have this playoff run. That's cool. Katie, we're never not going to have had this podcast. This was a very good podcast. I'm so glad <laughs> you made such a triumphant return. Uh, you need to go to sleep, I think. Yeah, I'm uh, going
3: to go to sleep. Yeah. I might have already micro napped at
2: several points. <laughs> uh, we have gone. Uh, like 25 minutes longer than I planned on keeping you. But I appreciate every second of your time. Uh, where can people check your stuff out?
3: Well, because I was gone, well, some big things happened, and I didn't get to promote them on air. Um, if if people haven't had a chance to read the cover story I wrote on Pascal Siakam.
4: Hell and- Yeah!
3: his phenomenal season and his bid for most improved player and just like what amazing person he is uh, I wrote a commentary for a new, a brand new magazine called Glory Magazine which is a very cool publication mm-hmm. uh, based out of Toronto and please go get it Yes, pick it up, literally pick it up it's also online, you can read it online
2: yes, uh, <laughs> fantastic fantastic story um, it, it, it was so so good And, uh, also Basketball Feelings, subscribe to that, it's great. Yeah, I
3: gotta get back on track, I'm sorry everybody.
2: I can't believe you. You sent one while you are on vacation, no? Like, that's way more work than you ever should have done.
3: I did, and I meant to do a second, and I just, like, I couldn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. No, you shouldn't have, and I, uh, no, everything you do, Katie, it rules, so thank you so much for, uh... Jumping on the podcast. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, also, I will be hosting the morning show on TSN 1150 in Hamilton the next two mornings. Uh, Marshall and Kyle are gone away, so I'll we'll be filling in as the actual just like sit in co host guy or solo host guy. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm tired. I should probably go to bed and get ready for that. Yeah, you uh, should go to sleep. <laughs> um, so 6 to 9 a.m., TSN 1150, TSN1150.ca. Um, also, I if you didn't see it, I am going to be one of the voices of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Uh, I'll be doing play by play for a bunch of games for the Eastern Conference teams. My first call is on Saturday. And you can watch every game in the CEBL for free at cebl.tv. If you are unfamiliar with the CEBL, uh, I had a podcast that I think I put on this feed with the coach of the Hamilton Honey Badgers, the Hamilton-based team in the league, uh, with Coach Chantal Vallee. She was awesome, and uh, she she's going to do a very good job with Hamilton, I'm thinking. And so that that's a way to acquaint yourself with the league if you want. And uh, just read up on it. It's cool. Six teams. It's a lot of Canadian content. A lot of guys you will have heard of before, former national teamers, whatnot. It's uh, it's going to be fun. So CBL.tv, you'll be able to hear my voice there. First game that I'm doing is Saturday. Uh, I believe it's Guelph in Saskatchewan that I'm calling. So make sure you check that out. And uh, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will talk to you next time with another episode, probably post-game six, uh, of Locked On Raptors. Uh, take it easy. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>